Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Superbell Giants and Panabell Mets. It's coming up next on the Sports Docket. And welcome to the 29th edition of the Sports Docket here on Blog Talk Radio. Thursday night, the last day of January 2008. Hi, everybody. I'm Ethan Klossman. And I'm Steve Ackerman. Uh, we have a lot on the table for you tonight. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic show. We're going 90 minutes tonight. We have yes, we uh, are. Super Bowl coverage, Super Bowl 42 coverage, up and down. We'll be uh, basically, uh, you will uh, know everything about Super Bowl 42 after you listen to our show tonight. And also, we're following uh, one of the other huge stories in sports right now is uh, Johan Santana going to the New York Mets. Of course, the deal still has to be done, and that's a big part right now. And um, can, can we just uh, like uh, give him a blank check and just let him do whatever he wants with it? Yeah, I don't care if he's in the house of Long Island. I want Santana on this team. I mean, Santana's got to be on this team um, no matter what. I mean... I don't care what the Mets have to do to, to, with this contract. I want them to make it official by Friday uh, afternoon at 4 p.m. tomorrow and get this deal done. Okay. And of course, uh, well, only okay. yes. Go ahead. Only go in ahead. this town could uh, the Mets steal the back page during the Super Bowl week from the Giants. I mean, how about that? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, before we get into the show here, I just want to remind the listeners, all everybody who's listening tonight, you can call in at one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. That's one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. You can call in at any time during the show to voice your opinions or uh, uh, voice your comments about uh, what we're talking about. Yes, now, we have a lot on the table for tonight's show. We will yes. have a uh, Patriots blogger coming on by the name of, uh, what's his name, Ethan? His name is Tom Mack. He writes for the uh, famous Patriots blog, PatsPulpit.com. And he'll be joining us to talk about the Super Bowl and give us a, a little outtake from the other side of the, of the story, so that, that's that's definitely you forward know, to Quas, that. Quas, have you ever tried a waffle bowl from Carvel? Uh, no, have you? They're excellent. I'm eating one right now. <laughs> okay, Steve so right good. now eating a waffle bowl from Carvel. <laughs> a waffle bowl. It has wow. like a ton of ice cream. It has hot fudge, and it has a waffle like surrounding it. A waffle yeah. uh, cone. It's really good. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, your talk of food kind of reminds me of the uh, hoopla going on in Arizona. I mean, uh, how many people you care what the Giants eat for breakfast every day? This is getting ridiculous what's going on. Yeah, the media day. Of course, there was a lot of crazy people during media day. 4,000 Yeah, it's, it is absolutely crazy. I mean, how many times do we got to eat? I mean, Strahan was singing a, a terrible rendition of an Alicia Keys song. Uh, we heard... Um, um, 
couple reporters that are from Mexico, you know, they were opposed to Tom Brady. Um, somebody wants to marry like man. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, let's talk about the game and stop talking about all this other garbage. Yeah, please. I mean, I can't wait until this game actually gets underway. All the hype, all the crap surrounding the game uh, cannot leave. I mean, uh, I mean, all this stuff, you know, with Plaxico Burst, uh, saying that uh, the final score and saying that his receivers are better, it's all crap. Yeah, you know what? Seriously, uh, they're just looking for something to write about. I really just want them to play the game already, get it over with. The good news is we're only three days away from uh, Super Bowl 42 in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, just play. I mean, the Patriots, I feel bad for them. They had to have gone through so many times, all this uh, this media frenzy that's going on right now. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. Was so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And of course, the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. Exactly. So, <laughs> Good idea to order a waffle bowl during the Super Bowl. Yeah, with yeah. your buffalo wings and uh, your soda and your chips with dip. Then maybe we should sponsor that. Get a waffle bowl. It's really good. Okay. Anyway, we have um, a little update. Of course, right now, who cares about hockey in this town? But uh, the Rangers are winning four to nothing. Are you serious? Yes, they are. We got an update from uh, Mark. Elliot, here. Wow, they're actually winning a game. And the Rangers, who lost their first game back, uh, they got killed. Of course, uh, that'll be a minority tonight, though, because uh, of course yeah. our two big stories will take away uh, most of our show. By the yeah. way, uh, the uh, San- the uh, Patriots blogger, he's going to come on at around eight, uh, approximately 8.20. So yeah. listen for that. And also, and also later tonight, we will uh, make our final Super Bowl picks. Uh, so, and... Our picks for the season are tied right now, so this uh, pick will depend will uh, depend on the whole season here. So yes, this is a, a lot of stake. There's a lot of stake, and we will tell you what is exactly at stake when we get to that segment coming up later on in the program after uh, Tom Mass. So right now the standings are even. We're both 49 and 26. And We're even. dead even. What's dead amazing even. about that? What's really amazing about the standings is that uh, going back to week seven, I trailed you by eight games. Uh, but the next couple of weeks, uh, you kind of scuffled a bit. And I, I uh, type of collapse. <laughs> yeah, you had a pretty big collapse. You, you kept picking the Jets each week, and you get and you picked against the Giants, which hurt you. So yeah, uh, I picked against the Giants in the playoffs a lot. Yeah, um, that also <laughs> hurt you big time. You picked against them every week. Are you gonna do it again? I thought they were gonna. I uh, I don't know. I'll, well, we will uh, that we'll know we'll know a little bit later in the show. At about uh, approximately, we'll do the picks after the Patriot blogger comes on. So uh, don't uh, go away. We'll have those a little bit later on the sports docket. Yep. But uh, anyway, we uh, you call into our program. We got a lot coming up. Uh, they, Ninety minutes. Up? What? Ninety minutes while I eat my waffle bowl. Ninety minutes while Stephen ch- ch- chumps on his waffle bowl. Of course, uh, we're going to get into all the matchups. There's a ton of interesting matches in this game. By the way, I, until today, this is the first time I heard, did you know Chris Snee, uh, the, um, uh, for the Giants, uh, offensive lineman, you know he's, uh, his father-in-law is Tom Coughlin? Very well. I yeah, I mean, that. I mean, this, unbelievable. this is what we're getting into right now. I mean, talking about his presence, Coughlin's encouragement with uh, Chris Snee. Uh, the offensive lineman for the New York Giants. So, I mean, uh, he, he's going to be a big factor in this game uh, in terms of locking the, the pass rush of the New England Patriots. So, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I really I can't wait for this game overall. There's going to be a lot of great matchups in this game. Of course, we'll get more into that a little bit later in the show. 
I mean, there's going to be some great matchups, some great um, battles on the field. It should be a very physical game. It should be a clean game at the same time. I, I really it should be clean uh, unless Ronnie Harrison does something stupid. I mean, I mean, we yeah, a lot of people can do something stupid. I really hope it's a good game, though. And um, I, I really hope that uh, it lives up to the hype. I think it'll it be very be. good in Super Bowl. I really hope the Giants win. It could take a little bit. It could uh, put New York back on the map. And uh, take away all this Boston dominance that uh, has, um, you know, appeared over the last, like, three, four years. Yeah, the maybe. Sox in all these World Series. And uh, the, the Giants Patriots, uh, with their dynasty. And now the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. So it's just too much already. And uh, the no. Giants can really put New York back on the map. New York needs a championship. Yeah, put Giants stay back on the map as well. But, of course, you can call into our program, one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. You can aim us at CrossMets08, and you can aim us over at MetsNAC910. We're going to take a quick break. Right back after this, the 29th edition of the Sports Docket. You are listening to Ace Man and the Quas. The phone number to call in is 1-646-478-5118. That's 1-646-478-5118. If you have a question and you would not like to come on the air, you can contact Ace Man at MetsFanatic910 at AOL.com. That's MetsFanatic910. And you can contact the Quas at Quaster06 at AOL.com. If you would like to advertise at this spot, please contact us at one of those two screen names. Now, back to the show. Thursday night, January 31st, 2008. Uh, coming up at 8.20, about 10 minutes from now, we're going to have it on Tom Mass of PatPolka.com to get the other side of the story, of course, New England Patriots' um, side of the story. And I definitely want to hear their side because uh, they haven't lost all season. So we'll get their side of the story coming up at 8.20. Yes, uh, I, I'm very interested to hear where uh, he thinks of this game. Um, I'm not sure if the Patriot fans are a little worried about this game or if they think that it'll be easy. Uh, we'll get a little sense of it, uh, of it all from him. We'll ask him about media, about media day and how Bill Belichick always keeps his team, uh, like robots, basically. Uh, they're always doing the right thing. Uh, they never make a mistake. We'll ask him about how they overall... They do nothing wrong, these guys. They do nothing wrong. It's amazing. I mean, of course, they're perfect this year. Uh, 18-0 so far, looking to finish it off this Sunday. And the Giants will look to uh, go into the way of that. I also want to ask about uh, Tom Brady's three interceptions, three turnovers against the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brady's a little, um, I mean, who knows? He may, we'll ask him if uh, Brady was a little hurt 
Uh, we'll definitely ask him about the boot that uh, they saw on TMZ, that show <laughs> on Fox, uh, which uh, usually highlights uh, people like Britney Spears, but this week it was Tom Brady. So we'll ask him all those questions much more coming up at about 8.20, so about eight minutes from now. Yes, the countdown on the way. But, uh, of course, you can call in as well. We want to hear your predictions. But, uh, actually, we're going to have a segment coming up uh, with Johan Santana, um, of course, coming up at time about 9, 9.05. But we're going to also ask everybody to call in and to give their prediction. What do you think the score will be? Um, Super Bowl 42. So just call and let us know what you uh, what your prediction is in this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, of course, uh, we'll give our predictions a little bit later in the show. Uh, well, I, if you want to yeah. start talking about the game a little bit here, about uh, what – well, I'm going to give you my three keys to the game, okay? That's All right, go right ahead. Well, I'm going to say the first key for the Giants – I mean, I'm, well, three keys for the Giants, three keys for the Patriots. First, I'll do the Giants. One, they definitely have to put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady. We saw that with um, the San Diego-New England game, the AFC Championship game, San Diego put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady at times. That made him uh, leave the pocket and uh, throw on the run, which he's not good at doing. He threw three interceptions in that game to a Cromartie and a few of the linebackers. So if, you, if they get pressure on Brady and they could force turnovers, the Giants, that could be the key to this game. And I don't think Tom Brady's sprained ankle is going to be a factor in the end of this game. Regardless of Brady has a sprained ankle, his ankle is 100%. The Giants need their guys, their big standout linemen, Michael Strayer, Yuma Yora, Tuff, even Fred Roberts. They need these guys to put an ample pressure on uh, on Tom Brady and to get right at him throughout the entire game. I mean, that was a big story in all the papers about uh, the big uh, Big Blues defense is really going to be the main factor today, not their offense, but it's going to be uh, against Tom Brady, a guy who threw, what, 50 touchdowns this season, a new record, and what was it, 23 to them to uh, Randy Moss? So, I mean, uh, that's, 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 that's the major factor in this game, is the defense, is the, the, the linemen of the New York Giants. All right, uh, my second key for the New York Giants is no mistakes on either side of the ball. I mean, no uh, stupid penalties, like, for example, holding penalty to take back a big run or something. You can't. You have to limit everything because you have to play a perfect game against New England. And also, Eli Manning has to continue his good play. He cannot throw any interceptions, and uh, Brandon Jacobs cannot fumble the ball away. If the Giants, even if they make one mistake, that could cost them the game. That that's pretty obvious, but that's one of the humongous factors in this game. If the Giants make mistakes, if they get sloppy, they have no chance of winning this game. I, I agree. The Giants haven't played a perfect game. They had a call from last week. It was just. Said right, said exactly that. The Giants cannot make no mistakes in this game. Absolutely nothing. They got to play the cleanest game they've ever played in their lives. And uh, basically, all 53 guys on that squad have to play the game of their lives. Because you know, we saw Week 17 how that game turned around in like a nanosecond. Uh, the 22 and a half by the Ringing Patriots. It felt like it was like one second. The Giants were up uh, 28-16 before you know it. Uh, Coming right back at them like the New England Patriots, so that's what the Giants need to do. You're absolutely right. The Giants not make any mistakes in this game, no flaws whatsoever. I mean, penalties here and there can hurt you, but uh, they can't make any mistakes. Bottom line. Yeah, and uh, my my third and final key for the Giants is uh, if they can make a play on special teams or uh, defense, then uh, that could be humongous in this game. If uh, they could, uh, you know, return interception for a touchdown or if they can get a kickoff return, or if they could uh, possibly, uh, you know, beat the Patriots in, in field goals, 
then uh, I think that could that that also will be a huge factor in this game. One play like that can change the whole entire game around, and I think that if the Giants can get some points from not from uh, anybody except their offense, any points like that will be a plus because you're gonna need at least points in the 30s to beat New England. Yeah, I mean guys like Corey Webster and R. Dunn and they're gonna be uh, uh, those extra those points that you're talking about. I think that they have the key ability of, of uh, getting out to the Patriots and intercepting Brady. But again, I mean last year Brady was easy to intercept, but against Jacksonville, and we're gonna ask on Tom after this as well when it comes on in four minutes. Uh, it was a, really a tale of two games against Jacksonville and then against uh, San Diego because look, he had. Um, uh, the completion record against Jacksonville. Yeah, and then Brady all was, he was very sharp in that Jacksonville game. They didn't get enough pressure on him. That's the key. Well, I mean, it's a different team, Jacksonville, San Diego, but I thought Jacksonville was going to give him a hell of a game, and they did not. And I didn't expect San Diego to give him the type of game that they did, and they did. So, I mean, it's kind of unpredictable. I would have loved to see San Diego uh, fully healthy in that game. I think that would have been a very good game if San Diego was healthy. I agree. If Tomlinson was healthy and if uh, Philip Rivers was 100%. I mean, they came close. They came really close. But again, the Patriots. I mean, uh, it's really hard to beat the best team in football when you're when you're a team that relies so much on your running game, and then a running back like Ladainian Tomlinson doesn't play. I mean, that has to be crushing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if uh, the Giants can figure out some way, uh, some sort of game plan that works to their ability, and some way to beat the Patriots team, uh, they'll be making history and ton of it. And uh, it's going to be phenomenal if they can, you know, pull this off. I mean, this is no, uh, no ride in the park. This is going to be uh, the okay, toughest. Okay, uh, well, Quas, uh, let's take a quick break now before we have the uh, Patriots guy come on. Uh, we'll talk yes, to him we about the keys to the Patriots on how they can be successful in the upcoming game on Sunday. We'll be right back on Ace Man and the Quas. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kenneth Thomas, and I'm the host of Real Sports Talk. Make sure you tune in. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kenneth Thomas, and I'm the host of Real Sports Talk. Make sure you tune in. It's a great show. We talk about sports. It comes on Thursdays, 10 o'clock p.m. It's a fabulous show. Make sure you tune in and call in and give your opinion. And be sure to check out Kenrick Thomas's show at www.blogtalkradio.com slash realsportstalk. Also, be sure to check out Kenrick Thomas's blog at www.fanofsports.blogspot.com The sports docket is not all sports. Neither is it all serious. We do get some laughs. Taking sports a little bit here. We'll switch the NBA a little bit. So the season just getting out the way now. So do you think, uh, we'll start with the meal this time. Think it's true or false? Will the San Antonio Spurs repeat as NBA champions? Um, you know, I'm tempted to say false because every year you can make a case why they shouldn't, but every year they seem to be the best team. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say probably. I'm, I'm going to say yes. They're true. They're going to repeat. My opinion is, uh, my prediction is I think they're going to have a down year and all of a sudden they're going to bring Evil and Gorion into the dressing room after every game. <laughs> they're going to peak at the right time and win it again. <laughs> Which, I, I think they do. <laughs> Tony Which Parker I think we would all peak if she walked into our locker room, you know, guys? <laughs> Tony Parker is a lucky man. I, yeah, I agree with that. I, they're, they're my favorite team just because of that. <laughs> and 
that when you watch those games in the NBA Finals, they show more shots of Evil and Gordo <laughs> exactly. than they uh, do of actually the players. Send something to that cameraman, am I right? <laughs> the smart man, he knows what the viewers That's want right. to watch. Exactly. <laughs> You are currently listening to the Sports Doctor with Ace Finn and the Quas. If you would like to call into the program, the phone number is 1646-478-5118. That's 1646-478-5118. If you would like to aim the co-host during the show, you can aim them either at MetsFanatic910 or Quaster06. Pick or choose right there. Our host page at blogtalkradio.com slash docket. You can also check out one of the supporters of the website. It's myedimedia.com. They're not a sponsor. They're just supporters. They profile us there and they and they put us at a high pedestal. You can check them out. It's myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. The Sports Doctor with Ace and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. New York sports and everything else. Okay, welcome back to the Sports Doctor Thursday night here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining into our program. We're still waiting on Tom Mass to join us, but when he will, uh, we will have to uh, He's expected to join us any uh, minute now, so when he comes on, we'll bring him on to the show, and uh, we'll talk some Patriots football with him. Until yeah. then, uh, we'll go over the Patriots' key. Sunday in yep. Super Bowl 42. Yeah. So, Patriot keys, uh, Ethan, uh, I think they're first. I think, uh, the, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, there's something on my phone. I think the Patriots' uh, first key of the game will be um, to get um, protection for Tom Brady. Of course, the Giants have OCU Minura at defensive end with Michael Strahan and Justin Tuck. And the Giants generally, against most teams in the NFL, uh, they get a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. So, if the Patriots' offensive line can contain that pressure and give Brady all day... I mean, he's going to definitely have a field day because with time, um, it's just it's common sense that the offense, the receivers get open with uh, this tandem of Wes Walker and Dante Stallworth and, of course, uh, Randy Moss, the home run hitter. I mean, uh, if Brady gets any protection at all, I mean, the Patriots are going to win this game easily. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, that kind of contradicts what I said with um, the Giants. I said one of their keys was getting pressure. Well, if they don't get the pressure, that, I think that's the biggest key to this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the uh, the, the Patriots uh, are going to do what they've done all season, and that is um, get the other team defenses early in the uh, get the other team's offenses early in the game, uh, pressure the quarterback against Rivers. Uh, they practically uh, uh, limited the running game on the Chargers. I mean, uh, and they're going to have Bradshaw and uh, Jacobs at their hands, so it's not going to be easy, even for the Patriots. But it's going to be. Uh, Tough, so I mean, we'll see what will happen on this. Yeah, we're still waiting on Tom Mass. Join us from the uh, PatsPolka.com. 
Well, we, we were going to talk about that, the uh, Patriots. Wherever he may oh. be. Uh, what? Wherever he may be. <laughs> Wherever he may be. Uh, Maybe he's eating a waffle ball. Possibility. He can really get addicted uh, to that. Uh, hopefully, you know what? I think he thinks to come on at 845. Well, if he comes uh, on later in the show, I'll have him later in the show then. Yes, he will. Um, right, well, I think uh, let's go over the other two keys for the New England Patriots in the time me- uh, in the time being. Uh, first of all, I think uh, New England, what they have to do on defense is uh, basically uh, if they could shut down Flexco Burst, then that could uh, contain the whole Giants offense. I think what the Giants have to do in this game, I think they should start out throwing the football. If they get to Flexco Burst, then they can open up the running game. So it would kind of be like playing backwards, but that might be what they have to do against New England because uh, they, they have, uh, they're have huge inside. And I think uh, with New England, I think if you pass it on them and they uh, have to do, you know, six, seven in the box instead of maybe eight, I think that could be a very big a very big key on the Giants' success. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, exactly what you said. Uh, the the Patriots are be successful in this game uh, on the offensive side. Wes Welker is going to have to come to the club. I mean, you got Dante Stallworth, uh, Jabbar Gaffney, as you just said. So it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, Patriots uh, handle this game. Uh, and the game plan of Bill Belichick genius. I mean, you saw he had a, his game plan was kind of uh, back must against the Giants in Week 17. So I'm interested to see what kind of game plan he has. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about it with Tom um, in Sudo, so we'll see what will happen. And then you can call into the program, 146 478 and you can answer a mic during the show. We'll welcome to all calls and all instant messages. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely call in. Uh, we need some phone calls here. That would be uh, great. Be great for yeah, here. phone calls are always great. We always like to take your calls. Yeah, we got uh, over another hour here. we got plenty of time. Uh, voice your opinions. Come on, guys. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, my uh, that brings me to my uh, third and final key for the New England Patriots. Is the okay. same thing for the Giants. Patriots don't make mistakes. If they open the door uh, for the Giants, then uh, that'll do them in. Because if if you give the Giants any confidence at all in this game, that might propel them to play you know better than they usually are. If the Patriots, if you know Brady throws a few interceptions, or if um, if there's like a big fumble or a big block or something, that could really uh. That could change the game around, and no matter how good the Patriots are, it's hard to come back from errors. So I think that is the biggest key for the New England Patriots. No, 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 no. The, uh, the, the Patriots can't let the uh, get, get the Giants' head. I mean, the Patriots side, you've got to do what you got to intimidate. <laughs> He's what he's done all season. I mean, what, what is that about? The spy gate? Or, all right, I'm not going to go there. But uh, the uh, Belichick is... Is known for you know intimidating teams, and I think that uh, of course they have the weapons to do that, but they can't let the game get to the Giants' head. Same time, the other side of the ball, the Giants can't let the game get to the Patriots' head. You just gotta play it out. Play uh, it yeah, def- I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so uh, do, we'll take a little uh, quick commercial break here. Right after the break, uh, if the Patriots guy if he comes on, we'll have him come on the show. If not, uh, right after this, we'll make our NFL picks. Live on the Sports Socket next. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight. Be sure to check out a sponsor of this show at www.myedimedia.com. 
This show is advertised at this website, and you can also check out interesting sports news brought to you in an amazing, cool way at myedimedia.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight, sponsored by My EDI Media. The Sports Docket on Blog Talk Radio with Ace Man and the Quad. New York Sports, everything else. Life. He just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know. Welcome back to the show, the Sports Doc with Ace Man and the Quas, episode number twenty nine. We hope you're enjoying it at home. Uh, we want so you to come. Time. We want you to come more interactive in the show. You can call in at six four six four seven eight five one one eight. That's one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Or you can aim us at metsfanac nine ten at aol dot com or quaster six at aol dot com or <laughs> Even Quas Mets 08 at AOL.com. Yes. Now, well, before we get to the Mets in Santana here, we're just about ready to make our NFL picks for Super Bowl uh, 42. So give me a drum roll, please. Da-da-da-da. Drum roll. Da-da-da-da-da. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to go into our NFL picks right now. Wow. What we're going to do is that we're going to pick a blooper. <laughs> blooper. The drive to Super Bowl 42 is brought to you by the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quad. They have picked five games each week and they're getting you set for the NFL postseason. Coming up next, they have picked. Okay, welcome back to the NFL pitch. On the docket. Ah. Oh. <laughs> another, another blooper. <laughs> another blooper there. You made a blooper while I was enjoying my waffle bowl. Yes, I did. I'm still eating. Anyway, uh, this thing is huge. This is a, yeah, this is huge. This is the, this is the, the big pick. We come up with the same record, 49 and 26. In week seven, I was down by eight games. But going to the 42, I'm tied with eight minutes. So, uh, the big pick. So, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to run down the matchup, and we're going to go from there. All right, Stephen, let's start with the Giants have the ball. Uh, well, my keys or who wins? Well, well, first, let's talk about what the, uh, 
The guy, we're talking about Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw, number 27, number 44, the running back for the New York Giants. All right, well, uh, I think uh, when the Giants have the ball, the advantage goes to the New England Patriots. Uh, I mean, uh, I think their defense is playing very well. I, I just think that um, they're very they're very big, very physical. I think at least at the beginning of the game, they will um, kind of like scare the Giants a little bit and uh, overwhelm them a little. As the game goes on, though, I see the Giants becoming more confident and their defense wearing down. So I'm going to be interesting here. I'm going to say the first half, I'll say Patriots. I'll say the second half, I'll say the Giants. Okay. Am I allowed to do that? Let's go over to my graphic record of the uh, Patriots, where they're going to have a big effect on the Giants. Teddy Bruschi, Mike Grable, Junior Stahl, and Dallas Thomas. I think, that, I think this is the biggest issue of the Patriots team. While all three of those players are very good, they're old. They're going to wear down as the game goes along, especially if the Giants pound it with Brandon Jacobs. So I think that's going to be a big issue for New England. And if the Giants can exploit that, I really think they can win uh, or at least keep this game close. Well, the big issue with Giants in this game is going to be that their left guard, Rick Super, uh, hurt his knee, so he's not going to be in this game. I uh, won't be able to stop the assortment of the alignment that they've been using. So um, the star, really, is going to be Richard Seymour. Um, you know, coming from a knee injury. And we'll see what happens with him. I mean, you got a lot of uh, linebackers on the winning team that are really just, you know, the scariest in the, the Giants' uh, front. But we'll see what will happen. It's going to be interesting to see. Of course, you got uh, Tackle David Deal and Guard Chris Lee, who I mentioned before, who are going to be the blockers. Uh, they blocked pretty nicely so far uh, against Green Bay, against Dallas, what I've seen. But again, um, blocking these linebackers is not going to be easy. It's definitely not. All right, how about let's see uh, when the New England Patriots have the ball, Ethan? Well, the New England Patriots have the ball. Okay, well, obviously the big question is got to slow down Randy Moss. That's obviously, I mean the the whole offense is a, is a powerhouse. You got to see New England here. Come on. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Corey Webster makes a big play. I mean, it's yeah. Come on, New England. You got, you got <laughs> Wilson. You got some other safeties. I'm not going to hand it over to New England here. No, don't hand it. I mean, but the New England offense has just been a freak of nature all year. The Giants' well, defense said points will stop them. But overall, I think New England will succeed in this game on the offensive side of the ball. The Giants got to play a perfect game, like I said at the beginning, to have any chance at all. You're and, right. Uh, exactly. Like I said before, they need to have pressure. Pressure is the only way that they're going to have a chance to stop the team. We want the Giants to go for them. I mean, even if they make mistakes and uh, don't convert on third down, they got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Sam Madison, Aaron Ross has, despite you know his flu symptoms this week, he's he's had a great postseason at our time quarters. The Giants can make up their mistakes on defense, but you can't you can't always count on that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see exactly if the, if the Giants do turbo over early, if they were able to come back on on defense. But that's going to be a big question mark in the game. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, the Giants, yeah, I'm, like like I said before, they're gonna have to play. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase this again. Sorry if it gets repetitive. They need to play a perfect game to beat the New England Patriots. That's how good the New England Patriots are. Okay, Steve, uh, uh, people in the chat room are anxious for our picks. The third pick is out. All right. Well, all right. Well, what we're gonna do here? We're gonna say our score. Well, what okay. team is gonna win and the score and why? I'm excited to hear your pick. This is almost exciting. American Idol. So, am I gonna start? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Ace man's pick. 
for Super Bowl 42. Gotta hear this. Is after the break. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't worry about no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's going to be the New England Patriots, 38, and the New York Giants, 29. I think they're going to keep this game close, especially uh, through uh, the first half and maybe even the third quarter. And not to mention have those numbers in the pool. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Oh, my God. I have New England 8, Giants 9. That's why I picked that. <laughs> so, okay. 8, 9. Well, I'm in another pool, so uh, maybe I'll, I'll win the other one. I don't even know what my numbers are for the other one yet. Okay, uh, so at least we know that we'll be a clear-cut winner after this game for our season. By the way, I'm yeah. well, uh, well, let me just tell you why. 38-29, because uh, New England, yeah. I, th- I think it'll be fairly close throughout the game. I just think in the fourth quarter, though, New England will make the plays that they need to make. Okay. I think New England will have just a few more plays than the Giants. The Giants will keep it close, though. They'll make it a good game. Yes. Okay, and now let's get into uh, my pick. Here's my pick. Giants 30, Patriots 27 in overtime. All right, Lawrence. In time. overtime. Let's hear this. That's my pick. All right, well, why? 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 I think, um, you know... Pascal Burke predicted 23-17, and obviously um, you never listen to what one player says about the game. You got to listen to what, the, the whole spectrum. But uh, I think Pascal Burke and Ryan's going to be a very close game. I think there'll be more points on the board than that. I don't. I think the cool weather is going to get a lot of points on the board, and even with the roof closed or open or whatever. Uh, I, I just see the Giants. I I, I, I think Bradshaw is going to really run over the Patriots defense. I just. And, you know, those guys are older now. I don't think they'll be able to stop Bradshaw. You know, I think the Wingles going to have a, a couple of big drives as well. But I, I still see the Giants winning this game. I, I just can't. I, I run to the matchups. I just can't see a way from, from the Giants uh, not to have a, at least a good chance of winning this game. So that's why I think, I, I think the Giants. Close? But, yeah. Oh. I think the Giants have a great chance to win. Yeah, I mean, it's in the whole week, but I think the, uh, that's going to be a, a game decided by the special teams, and the special teams are going to be a big factor. All right, uh, Kwas, so those were our final picks of the year for Ace Man and the Kwas. Uh NFL picks, we've had a great season, and it's come down yeah, to and, one um, game. And hopefully, I, I believe Tom Matthews is going to join us at 845. I've got a little time problem there, but I think... Positive joints 845. So the yeah, so maybe uh, we'll get a little bit into hockey here, maybe a little bit into Johan Santana. Uh, we were going to save Johan for later, but we might be able to just talk about him right now. So, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until the Patriot guy comes on. Until okay. Tom Mass comes on from the New England uh, blog website. We'll talk more about that when he comes on. So I guess we'll be back, uh, right, we'll be right back on Ace Man and the Quas, take a quick break. We'll come back with some hockey and some Johan Santana. We'll be right back. Hello Mets fans, you're looking for a show that covers the Mets inside and out, and there's a show for you, the 7 Train Machine Mets radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Join Matt, Greg, Mike, and special guests all season long with inside analysis on games, news, rumors, the minor leagues, and more. Of course, your opinion or ask a question by calling into the show. For up the latest Mets news, rumors, opinions, and show schedules, visit our website at www.7trainshade.blogspot.com. For Mets fans, by Mets fans, it's the 7-Train Shade Mets radio show. Now back in sports docket with Ace Man and the Quads. 
And we're back on the sports docket. And I believe joining us right now is Tom Mass from the uh, PatPoker.com. Tom, thanks so much for coming on and sharing the insight of the Patriots. Hello? 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 Are you there? Yeah, hey, we are. Hey, Tom? Yeah. Hey, how's okay, it going? Great. Hey, good. I'm getting a little bit of an echo, so this is a little weird, but I'll, uh, I'll hang with you. Okay, right, good. Uh, can you hear us right now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, right, great. Tom, let's first start up. Tell us a little bit about your blog, Pat Fulton, and how it got popular, and a little bit of what goes on over there. Well, I started out uh, yeah, during the, uh, before the 2005 season. I started out on Blogspot, and uh, after the Patriots hit into the playoffs that year, uh, I hooked up with uh, the guys at SB Nation. They invited me to come on board, and uh, we opened up the day the, uh, the, uh, the day the Patriots played Jacksonville in the playoffs that year. And it's been a, a long, slow ride, but we're uh, gaining in popularity. Of course, being uh, undefeated all year it certainly hasn't hurt. And uh, you know, week to week, uh, we we preview the games, we uh, do the injury reports, do all the things you kind of expect from. Uh, from the mainstream media a little bit, but of course we have our own opinions and uh, we have a pretty good community building up and we're really looking forward to Sunday, I'll tell you that. Okay, uh, first let's uh, talk, of course, I mean, uh, it, it is just me or, or is this media frenzy ridiculous in uh, Arizona? I mean, how many times do you hear about uh, uh, reporters proposing to Tom Brady or Michael Strahan singing at the podium? I mean, this is getting ridiculous. And, you know, what's your thoughts on all this hoopla that goes on uh, during Super Bowl week? Uh, you know, it's getting to be kind of annoying. Uh, you expect more from the mainstream media, but now it's like this week we just seem to be reporting on themselves. Uh, they turn anything into a story. Uh, you know, there doesn't really seem to be any value in, in much of what they're doing. They're talking about, you know, uh, all these books that are being uh, pre pre um, publicized on Amazon.com that haven't been written. They're all based on who wins the game. Uh, the whole thing just seems to be kind of ridiculous. I, I really wish we could go back to uh, no bodies between the uh, conference championships and the Super Bowl because it just seems to be a complete waste of a week. I completely agree with you about that. I mean, uh, this week it's just um, it's like so much hype going into the game. I mean, basically at this point, reporters are just looking for stories to uh, write about because uh, they can't really find anything. I mean, I think that's the case. Do you? Yeah, I mean, uh, what else is there to write up uh, to this point? You know, they've pretty much written everything that can be written. Let's just play the damn game. Yeah, I mean, seriously, uh, I, I I can't wait for this game either. This I think it's really going to be a good game. Now, um, before we get in, uh, like, uh, deep in depth for the uh, Super Bowl, I just wanted to ask you, uh, how did it feel uh, to go undefeated during the regular season? It's incredible. I mean, every week, uh, you, I, you know, I pick, I pick the games. I, I've been picking the games week to week, uh, just, you know, personal, and I, I did it when I was in my college newspaper and other places. And, you know, I don't think, I, even as a fan, I've never picked the, my own team or any team every week and just going into every week, you look at the you look at matchups, and you're like, yeah, they're going to win this week. Yeah, they're going to win this week. And you're going along and along, and, and you can't believe what you're really seeing. I mean, once they beat when they beat Dallas, when they beat uh, the Colts, you know, you're looking at it, and you're still seeing that goose egg at the end, and, and you're really just saying, is this is this real? Can this really be happening? And, and here we are at 18-0, and it's just absolutely amazing. Okay, of course, um, of course, the center of attention has been Tom Brady. And, you know, really, Tom Brady's had a tale of two games against Jacksonville 
He had the uh, completion record. And then against uh, San Diego, he had the three turnovers. Which Tom Brady do you think we're going to see in the Super Bowl? Uh, well, I guess we'll find out then. But, you know, it's kind of interesting. I think uh, he's been in 14 uh, playoff games, and he's got 12 interceptions in those, and six of them have been to the Chargers. So might just be that the Chargers really kind of know Brady a little bit to have a defense. I mean, uh, we, it's clear that the Chargers have a fantastic pass defense. They led the league in interceptions this year. Uh, they get off to a slow start, so that means that they really came on towards the end of the year. Uh, they Obviously, they, pe- they picked off Manning six times, so... They just have a good pass defense, and that's pretty much all there is to it. So, I don't know if, can, uh, if you can put too much into that game or, or, you know, maybe I'm making not enough out of it than it really was. Um, uh, the Patriots are going to be prepared for this game, and, and every mistake is magnified when you get to uh, the further you get in the playoffs, even more so in the Super Bowl. So, it's really going to come down to which team makes fewer mistakes. And uh, Brady plays like he, like he did uh, two weeks ago, so it's not going to be a good scene for the Patriots. All right, well, first of all, Tom Brady, uh, I just have a question uh, about, uh, we saw, of course, on TV that uh, he was wearing a boot. I, I'm pretty sure that it was overhyped. I just wanted to make sure, though. Brady is 100% right. As far as we can tell, uh, the press conference I saw today, he, you know, he's been on, he was on the injury report yesterday. I haven't seen today yet, but it was just, he was just listed as probable with the right shoulder, which is, you know, pretty much par for the course. Uh, we saw him in the boot. We saw him a little bit later without the boot. We saw him in practice Monday with his uh, ankle heavily taped. He was running around pretty well. Uh, word is that Wednesday he didn't, he wasn't taped up at all, and he was running around pretty well. So yeah, I'm not. I don't think it's going to be much of a big deal. Okay, well now getting towards the actual game. There's a ton of matches you can look at in this game, uh, whether it's Antonio Pierce versus Tom Brady, or uh, the New England linebackers versus the Giants running back. What do you think is going to be the key match in this game? And there's a ton to choose from. Say say that last part one more time. Uh, the key matchup in this game, what do you think is going to be the key matchup? Well, geez, like you said, they're all over the field. Uh, I'm kind of, the one I think I'm worried about more is maybe Plasco Burris against the Patriots secondary. Um, you know, uh, the Week 17 game, first play of the game, Eli Manning went deep to uh, Burris, and uh, Ellis Hobbs kind of gave up a big play on that one. And Hobbs has, 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 does have a tendency to give up some big plays. He's not a big guy. Uh, He's quick. He gets himself in position, but, you know, he can't play against some of these giraffes, like, you know, kind of like Moss and, and Burr. Uh Patriots secondary and even some of the linebackers have had problems tackling even uh, time to time. It was a big problem last year, and we've seen a little bit of it here and there in the playoffs. Uh, Patriots try not to give up the deep ball, so they, they give a little bit more room so that that opens up the underneath. So I think, you know, if they can um, – if the Giants can get the matchup with Burris on Hobbs, I think they'll try to exploit that one. Um, just in general, the Patriots secondary, I mean, they, uh, we all know Santa Samuel has got a lot of pickoffs. Uh, he's very opportunistic, but, you know, at the same time, those can turn into big plays. And one thing you don't want to do in a Super Bowl is give up a big play. So I think the, uh, the Giants receivers against the Patriots secondary has been overlooked as a matchup, but I think it could be a big one. Well, I was going to ask a question. Um... I was going to ask you uh, what part of the Giants team concerns you the most as you go into the game on Sunday. Is it maybe the uh, wide receivers? Is it the uh, running backs? Or maybe is it the is it the uh, defensive line of the Giants with OCU Minure and Michael Strahan? What part of the Giants yeah. team do you think is the most concerning to the Patriots? I don't think. Uh, I mean, I could ask the same. You could ask the same thing about the Patriots. I don't think there is one thing that that's more concerning than uh, any other. I mean, these are both very solid teams, top to bottom. 
Uh, there's good plays in every position. I mean, you don't get to the Super Bowl uh, with, with you know, big holes in your game. Uh, you know, except maybe like a Rams a few years ago when they had basically no defense. Uh, but, it, you know, both of these teams are very good. Both of the coaches are very good. Uh, the Giants won 10 in a row on the road. That's, you know, that's not a fluke. That doesn't happen by accident. Patriots are 18 and 0. That's certainly not an accident. There are really no big holes in either game, and there's, you know, there's a lot of good plays and a lot of good positions all over the field on both teams. So I wouldn't say one particular area worries me more than any, any other. Uh, again, I think that uh, the Giants receivers against the uh, Patriots feedback has been overlooked is, is, is a bit of a key. Obviously, the Giants running game is pretty much where it all starts. Uh, the Patriots have to slow them down. They have to force them on to uh, Eli's hands. Uh, that off that defensive line certainly. Uh, if, if Brady's even you know 98%, that can that could be a big thing. I think they'll probably go after Brady, go after his ankle maybe. Uh, the linebackers are certainly no slouches either. You don't know if they're going to come, you know, if they're going to blitz or drop back. I, I think you'll probably see some blitzing early on, unless the Patriots uh, are, are able to beat that with a run or maybe some short passes. But yeah, both of these teams are pretty well stacked, and, and you know this is. There's uh, pitfalls everywhere. Um, now, uh, we're in New York here, so obviously uh, we hate Bill Belichick. But we have to admit that uh, he obviously he's a great coach, and he knows what he's doing when it comes to the playoffs. Um, the Patriots team, they seem like they're always focused, and they never make mistakes. You know, you see players like Randy Moore, always used to be in trouble, and now all of a sudden, you know, uh, he's just, He's playing well. He's not getting into trouble off the field. So how does Bill Belichick do week? I don't know how he does it. Uh, he gets these guys. Uh, you know, even when Corey Dillon, Corey Dillon had a really bad, uh, uh, bad reputation when he came in. Uh, they said he was, you know, he was a bad mouth. He uh, uh, he was a cancer in the locker room. Um, he was a detriment to the team. They went, they sat down with him, they talked to him, they asked him his side of the story, they went out, they talked to his coaches, they talked to uh, all the teammates of him, they decided that, you know, that's not who he really was, that he was just in a really bad situation, and Dylan, Dylan was, and Cincinnati was a, was a horrible team, and he was kind of expected as, as the superstar and a leader to, to, to carry the team on his back, and he kind of get tired of it. Uh, I think you saw that with Moss in Oakland where they really didn't have anything else. And, you know, some guys get tired of being the guy regardless of how much they get paid to, to have to do everything. Uh, you know, they come to New England and they're just one more great player on a team of excellent players, uh, a team of guys that all look out for each other, that, that, that you know, really do have the team concept down wherever it came from, however it started. Uh, why everyone, why ever everyone bought into it, they did, and because they did, they're able to continue that. They're able to bring guys in from. I mean, there's only uh, I can't remember how many guys, but you know, they, there's a pretty good turnover. There's like a 30% turnover per year on the Patriots, and everybody they bring in buys right into it because success speaks for itself. Uh, yes, of course, definitely well said right there about the Patriots mindset. Um, of course, um, talking to you about mindset. Uh, with the two-week layoff going into this game, uh, which team is going to be more affected by, by the layoff? Is it going to have any effect at all? Even? Well, I think the Patriots benefit, uh, A, because Brady's ankle, um, you know, if, however much it was hurt, even if it wasn't hurt that bad, the, the two weeks definitely playing for that. Uh, he's certainly a lot better now than, he, you know, if they played last Sunday. 
I think he still would have been feeling the effects of whatever the injury was. But, uh, obviously, the Giants have been really on a roll. Uh, it was going right back to that Week 17, even though they lost the game. The Giants really played a hell of a game, and they've been playing great through the playoffs. So they went on the road, you know, three games in a row in the playoffs, and and they've beaten some excellent teams. I mean, that's just that's just unprecedented as far as I know. So, uh, you know, the the week off kind of gives them uh, a little bit more time to cool down and kind of get off of the roll that they're on. So, I think the bye week definitely played to the Patriots' advantage. Well, of course, I, and also I think there's a running back. I mean, talk about the Ahmad Bradshaws and the Brandon Jacobs. I think that there's a running back that gets a little bit under the radar, and that's Lawrence Maloney. You think uh, that he that he's going uh, not not as much credit as he deserves, or, or underrated. It's been a strange year for Maroney. Um, last year he was he was injured a lot as a rookie. He came into this year he was injured. He missed a few games. Sammy Morris kind of carried the team. A lot of people are really uh, really down on Maroney because he wasn't there. And then Mar- uh, Sammy Morris ended up getting hurt. A lot of people were saying, hey, you know, Maroney should have been there, taking some of the load off. Uh, he had an up and down year for the rest of the year. He had a couple of good games. And then all of a sudden he rips off a you know back to back 122 yard games in the playoffs. Uh, against a couple of really good defenses too, so it's hard to pinpoint what's up with this guy. If he's if he's really that good, if uh, the last you know if Jacksonville and the Chargers really weren't expecting much out of him, or I, I don't know, man. It's 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 very strange. Uh, he, of course, as a Patriots fan, we're hoping that the guy you know reeled off another hundred yard game today or uh, Sunday, but he's hard to figure, and, and it's hard to. Uh, judge what the team really thinks of him or, or where he's going to be after this year. Okay, uh, before we let you go here, um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what is your prediction of this game, the final score, and uh, who's going to win? Well, I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh, that should be too much of a surprise. I think, uh, I really think the game's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I don't think the Patriots will cover uh, when the line came out of 14, you know, it was 14, 14 and a half. I thought that was ridiculous. Oh, I, I was very surprised too. Yeah. The Giants, 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 Giants are just far too good of a team. Um, I don't know what this, this final score is going to be. I don't know, you know, 28, 20, 48, 40. I don't know. I'm figuring it's going to be around six to eight points. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Uh, well, uh, thanks for coming on. But before we let you go, um, we just want to play a, a quick, uh, audio, uh, thing here for you. And, um, we want to hear your reaction on it. Uh, okay. Just uh, give us one second here while we uh, load the other thing up. We'll be one second, one second. Sure, no problem. New England Patriots that they're not all robots that they do have fun and they have fun playing the game. 
Um, Tom, thanks for all your time on our show. Thanks so much, uh, we man. greatly appreciate having you on. And one more time, Sunday. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys. We'll uh, talk to you maybe later on. Good luck this weekend. Great. Thanks so much. See you soon. Thanks. Thank you Bye. for coming on. And of course, that's Tom Mass from PatPulp.com. Check out his website for all your latest Patriots news and rumors. All your latest Patriots uh, stories on Super Bowl, all season long, all everything. That's PatPulp.com. I would say no Patriots blog out there, and you got to check it out at PatPulp.com. Of course, Tom, the founder of the website. All right, I guess Stephen, uh, we're going to have a little baseball segment coming up with uh, Johan Santana. Uh, it's going to be coming up uh, after the break. Of course, it's not the, of course, the Mets stole the back pitch from the Giants, but again, I've got to thank Tom so much for coming on and sharing his insight with us tonight. And we are going to take a quick uh, break. And we'll talk about uh, Johan Santana and what he means to the Mets, to the Mets and the rest of the NL East when we come back on the Sports Docket with Ace Man on the Cross. Thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to the Sports Docket tonight. To call into the show, get on your cell phone and call 1-646-478-5118, or you can call from a landline. If you want to chat with us via A, you can IM the Quas at Quaster06 or QuasMets08, and you can IM Steven, the Ace Man, at MetsFanatic910. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the program, and now, back to the docket. Okay, we are back on the air. Just to tell you a little bit to call in. Uh, at 9.05, so you don't have much time to call in, but want to get a call before our segment. I want to call, we'll, take, we'll, take, we'll take some quick calls now. I want to call in uh, before our segment at 9.05. Uh, the baseball segment, we're going to have on four people. This is going to be huge. We're going to have on Kendrick Thomas of Real Sports Talk. Um, I'm going to have on Matt from the 7th Train to Shea Radio Show, uh, Mark Elliott from Sports 7 Show, and James from the Torn Apart Show. All the shows on Blog Talk Radio is going to be a big segment. Johan Santana, and, of course, we live in New York. So even though the Giants are front and center, the Mets, of course, did steal some of their thunder. Uh, you know, I, I can imagine the people in the Giants' front office were kicking themselves in the Mets' got Santana saying, Oh, uh, look who took the back page from us in the middle of our, one of our biggest weeks ever. So, I mean, anyway, you can call into our program, and we'd love to hear your picks as well. You got to call in quick, though. You got to get a lot of talk. So, yeah, uh, yeah, well, we're going to have, of course, uh, Johan's antenna segment in a few minutes, as Ethan I just mentioned to you. You got to get a lot and, of talk. Uh, this is a, well, I mean, uh, obviously, this is a huge move for the Mets. Assuming uh, that they is, pull this off, they will sign him, though. We all know they the will. This is the biggest news in their history. I can't think of a bigger move. I mean, they traded him for absolutely nothing. I mean, you want to talk about... Uh, this has got... to go down as one of the top three, if not the best trade in New York Mets history. Santana was traded for absolutely nothing. I mean, listen to all the guys on the radio saying how great this trade was, how much of a genius Mania is supporting this off. I mean, the Twins must be really desperate for money. I mean, the Yankees and Red Sox arguably had much better deals for Johan Santana. But, again, if the Mets are pulled off... Because uh, Manaya pulls the trigger, the Yankees are trying to keep the Red Sox making the deal. Red Sox trying to keep the Yankees from making the deal, and at the same time, uh, the Mets. Um, tr- I mean, uh, the guys that you know, they traded, uh, Carlos Gomez. I mean, Philip Umber. I mean, these guys have no major league talent. I mean, the major major league experience. They definitely have some talent. No question about that. But uh, the Mets, they got absolute. 
Tim's got absolutely nothing back in this trade. Yes, Santana for a bag of ball. That's what the trade I was. Bit, well, the thing, the key for Omar Minaya and the Mets staff here, they're geniuses here. Uh, they waited. They, the timing was absolutely perfect that they made on this deal. Uh, the timing, I mean, they waited for all the teams to back out. They waited until um, the Twins absolutely had to trade him. The Twins had no more leverage. So basically the Mets could have even given them maybe even a little less than that. They still could have accepted the deal. Because yeah, you're the Twins, I mean, the Twins made a mistake. They didn't pull the trigger earlier. They wanted to be greedy and get as much as they could, and uh, they got a lot less. And that uh, really um, it's a huge break for the Mets. Yeah, exactly. They got to sign this guy by uh, 5 o'clock p.m. tomorrow, of course. But yeah. um, I, I think obviously, that, that's the issue right now. He will get signed, though. Mark it in my words. We have a call on the line right now, 509 area code. Okay. Um, is that one of our guys for the segment, or is that our call? I'm not sure. Well, the segment's at 905, so we're going to hold off until then. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll still uh, play. Well, let's, uh, let's play him. Let's see if uh, he's uh, a regular caller. No, no, it's somebody else. So, uh, we'll put him on at... at All right, the 509 number will put you on during the segment, of course. Yes, but... I mean, uh, well, once again, back to Santana here. I mean, you know, no Pelfrey, no no Fernando Martinez in this deal. I mean, uh, unbelievable that with the Mets, what Omar Minaya pulled... What, oh, my bad, hiccup there. What Omar Minaya pulled off was literally well, actually, unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Well, see, we have a little counter uh, opinion here in our chat going on. Uh, David Lucina uh, has this guy saying that it has nothing to do with Naya. The Yankees and Red Sox pulled down. You know, that's a good point. I mean, the Yankees and Red Sox are originally the front runner. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing with Omar Minaya is that he uh, he didn't believe the Twins that they were trying to get leverage. And uh, Minaya, a bad GM would have given up a lot more for him. A bad GM would have given an earlier. And, you know, if, you know, the Mets are desperate to get Santana. I'm surprised they had a lot of patience. And uh, you got to definitely applaud the Mets for that. You have to give the Mets credit, but also thank the Yankees and the Red Sox, too. But the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, I don't blame them. The Yankees didn't want to give up uh, Phil Hughes. And uh, they didn't want to part with, you know, any of the young guys like Ian Kennedy, Jabba Chamberlain. And the Red Sox didn't want to part with uh, Jacoby Ellsbury and... Um, and, uh, of course, uh, what's his name? John Lester. Oh, John Lester. John Lester, that's right. So they don't want to part with those guys. So if you're in the twin shoes right now, I mean, you have two choices. Either you keep Santana, but then he's a free agent after this year, or you could trade him now and, you know, get a, a decent deal from the Mets. But it wasn't it's not decent, a great deal. So it's not worth it the value of Santana, but I mean, at least it's one something. One of the pictures, I think, uh, the, the fourth guy in the deal, uh, Google, where uh his uh, first name, the opponent, whatever. I mean, he was four and ten in my league. So, I mean, uh, I know he's on the side. So, I mean, especially the minor league, you're playing like that. Uh, without, when he was I don't know what impressed the Twins would be. I mean, I, I, I can understand Carlos Gomez and maybe Philip Armour, but those two guys in the deal. You know, the good thing is, and that's hung on to Fernando Martinez, is going to be a major league talent, no doubt about that. That was a big part, hanging on to Martinez. Well, you don't quite know. Yeah, that was, that was the biggest part of the deal. I, I was shocked when I heard the Mets still have Fernando Martinez and Mike Pelfrey, and they got, you know, the best pitcher in the last 10 years. I mean, absolutely shocked. And this is, well, not, this is a great deal for the Mets. They'll get him signed tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Well, yeah, they have to relax, get done. relax. They'll get him signed. They're just playing. You know, nothing with the Mets can be simple. No, no. It's too good to be true. You know. <laughs> yeah, but of course, uh, with Santana here, what you got? 
is uh, when the Twins are asking around six years for $150 million, the Mets are trying to negotiate that currently, and uh, we would... Uh, when we, and we will see what the Mets actually do put into this offer. But really, I, I think the Mets can pay him what, the Mets can give him a new car and a house at Shea. I don't care. Just get him to Shea. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, uh, seriously, uh, if you want to donate Johan Santana jerseys, I mean, do whatever you have to do. Uh, the Mets, basically, like I said at the beginning of the show, give him a blank check. Just let him fill it out. Whatever years he wants. If he wants seven years, $150 million, just give it to him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's worth every penny. The guy is really unbelievable. It would be a shame if he was only here for a year. But obviously, that's not going to happen. Mets fans, don't worry about it. Uh, he's going to be on our team tomorrow at 5 o'clock. You're going to hear the good news. And uh, there will be a press conference next, about maybe next Wednesday or Thursday after the Giants Super Bowl coverage. And what a press conference that's going to be with uh, Pedro Martinez probably show up. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, that. Omar and I, uh, I mean, he was on the face about getting, uh, basically uh, getting, uh, <laughs> I can't think of an adjective for this, by every Mets fan for not, you know, getting a pitcher this offseason. Now he comes up with Johan Santana out of a rabbit's hat. I mean, uh, unbelievable okay, have, what he did. Unbelievable. We have some of our, um, I guess we'll wait till all of them come on, but we do have uh, some of our uh, analysts on the line. Uh, welcome in, um Matt from Seventh Train Shea. Matt, are you with us? Yes, thanks for having me on, guys. Okay, and um, Mark from Sports Town, are you with us, Mark? I'm with you. What's up? What's, What's up, going Mark? on? All right, first, before we get, okay, and we also have um, 61. Who's this? It's uh, James. What's going on, James? Okay, Man. James, of course, from, uh, the from Kenrick, but I guess we'll start with um, uh, Matt from Seventh Train Shea. Tell us a little bit about your show and what goes on there. Well, basically, it's a weekly Mets show here, right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to have Dana Brand uh, of the book, Mets Fan, on this week's show. Basically, we're just covering the Mets inside and out. Got minor leagues, rumors, news, just talking, taking calls. I mean, this Santana thing is great for us. Okay, let's go over to Mark. Tell us a little about your show. I know a lot about your show. All right, my show is Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. It is a weekly New York sports show covering the Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, Rangers, Islanders, and Knicks. That's it. It's usually a one-hour show, and our next is February 10th. Okay, let's go over to uh, James. Uh, James, talk a little bit about uh, your show, uh, Torn Apart. Oh, we have uh, Torn Apart every Monday through Friday, 6.30 p.m., and we uh, cover all sports, basketball, college sports, hockey, football, baseball, Golf, everything. Okay, first, before we get into the Santana talk, uh, would you guys care to give us your Super Bowl predictions? So, uh, we'll start with Mark, I guess, right? Let's start with Mark. He's a big Giants fan. Let's see what he has to say. You want Giants predictions? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, you can pick the Giants, give us a score, and how they're going to win you. Well, actually, being the diehard Giants fan that I am, I'm going to be realistic, and I'm actually not picking the Giants to Ooh. win. Oh. Oh, oh man. All right, sorry, let's hear, let's hear. But uh, I think both defenses are not very strong. I mean, definitely the Patriots defense is better than the Giants defense. I'm predicting a very high-scoring game. I think the Patriots will come out on top 42-38. to 38. Okay, so with James, what's your prediction on this game, Giants and Patriots? Yeah, uh, before you go, wait, hold on. Before you go, uh, Mark, would you mind making it 49-38? to 38? <laughs> So I can win my Super Bowl pool. Yeah, so I can win my Super Bowl pool. 
I'm keeping it 42-38. No. All right. Okay, right. James, what's your pick? That's fine. <laughs> well, as much as I would love to see the Giants win because I can't stand the Patriots, New England's going to win this game. It's just too much for the Giants. Too many young players not that haven't been in the Super Bowl in this type of position before. Too many veterans for the Patriots. It's just Tom Brady's got to come out and get the job done. And unlike Week 16 when they played the Giants, just let it all hang out. They're not going to do the same. They're going to be more conservative in this game, and I think that's just going to cost them. Uh, how about uh, you, Matt? What do you think? I think you have to go 38-35. I think it's going to be a real close game. Look for times to come down. Same thing like Green Bay and pick that game-winning field goal. Wow. we got a giant here. The giants, are you picking the Giants to win? Yes. Uh, yes, I am. Okay, very cool, very cool. Of course, now let's go to what, what you guys are on for as of the Johansson Tanner trade. And I want to hear what your first reaction was to the trade. Let's go to, over to Matt. What was your first reaction to this trade? Uh, that was finally over. been writing for weeks upon weeks about this. It was finally done. I'm surprised what Omar gave up for him. You look at Philip Humber, I think he's more of a bust. Uh, Tommy John surgery had really messed up his curveball. He's had a really good curveball beforehand. Then you got to look at Gaiera, who I think might be something, 18 years old, has a straight fastball, hits that anywhere from 92 miles an hour. He needs to work on some off-speed stuff. And then Mulvey, I think, might be not that bad backing in rotation. And then Gomez, too. I'm just surprised what he gave up. I thought we were going to have to include Fernando Martinez or Mike Pelfrey for this guy. Okay, Mark, what was your first reaction to this trade? Nice job, Matt. Nice job. Thank you. Yes, Mark? Oh, my okay. <laughs> my first reaction to this trade as a Yankee fan was, all right, I think now it's time to end my life. But uh, from a baseball standpoint, uh, if the Mets do end up having Johan Santana and it's an official deal, the, the New York Mets have the potential to be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the National League East. I mean, Pedro Martinez there, Johan Santana, and then that explosive offense, uh, that would just be an excellent trade for the New York Mets. That's music. They're not giving up much at all. That's music. James, what was your first reaction to this Johan Santana trade? My first reaction was I had to get up off the floor because I fainted. I was so happy. But <laughs> yes. if whatever Santana wants, the money, the Mets should just give it to him. I mean, this is not like bringing Eddie Kirk to the Knicks. We're talking about bringing the best baseball, the best pitcher in the game right now over to Shea, and it's just a great thing. The players they gave up, like you said, uh, I think, Matt, they, there's some potential right there, but nothing really terribly they're giving up. And I think they just got to do what they got to do and make this thing official. Okay, uh, well, um, well, now uh, now we heard what all you guys thought of the trade. Now, considering that this trade happened right now, who would be your pick to win the National League East? We could start with Mark. Uh, it would have to be the New York Mets uh, for the reasons that I stated before. The pitching rotation would just be fantastic. And uh, they, I know they had the big collapse last year, but the offense is still there. And Santana is almost unstoppable. Mets would win the NL East. Okay, James, who will the NL East now that we got Johan Santana? Well, I'm going to go with the no-brainer. I picked the Mets here. I just think Braves losing basically the heart of their team. They lost Andrew Jones, even though he had a terrible season. The Phillies, I don't see them making a run like that again, especially look how many games the Mets had to lose just to get to the playoffs. 
And as long as Santana doesn't come over to the NL and be another Barry Zeter, the Mets should have no problem and should take this easily. And, uh, Matt, uh, of course, I know what you're going to say, but what do you think, uh, of course, that of the Mets have got Santana? Well, obviously, I think they're going to be they're going to win the NL East. you got to look at this pitching rotation now. Santana, they're going to have a guy that can pitch over 200 innings. Gladden was the one last year. You're going to have Pedro pitching a full season, hopefully. Maine, Martinez, and then probably El Duque to round it off. I think they'll win the NL East. I know the Phillies will give them a hard time, Braves and Marlins, as well as the Nationals. Okay, of course, uh, as uh, James just mentioned, Johan Santana now adjusting to the National League. Uh, of course, the AL with the DH and the nine batters in the order. Santana struck out, what, 235 on average for four straight seasons. His ERA was... Uh, uh, like uh, 2.50 on average, was, um, and, and he won about 15 games on average for uh, four straight seasons. So, uh, sorry, Mark, here, what do you think about Johan Santana's adjustment to the uh, National League? Um, I think that is a huge advantage for the Mets. Pitchers usually strive in the National League. Uh, sometimes they'll struggle more in the American League. I think Johan will be even more dominant now than he's ever been being in the National League. Okay, Matt, what do you think about... Uh, no hesitation to adjust to the NL. I think it's in his favor. He doesn't have to face the DH anymore. He's going to have Brian Schneider, who's been in the National League. And also, you look at it, too, the guys that are around the NL East. I think the only one that has about 16 at-bats against him is Marcus Scherer. Everybody else doesn't really face this guy. And as a pitcher, you're going to have, you're going to have the upper advantage because you're, you haven't seen these guys before, and the hitters don't know what really to expect from you. Okay, I'm going with James here. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about adjustment? You just say yourself, adjustment to the National League. I think he'll be fine. The seven, eight, nine hitters are going to be lunch meat for him. I mean, playing the Yankees in Seattle and Boston teams like that, the competition over there is not going to match him. And the thing about Santana, he's not a pitcher that needs his curveball or a fastball every night. His best pitch is his changeup. So he's never he's never going to have a problem throwing his changeup. It's just whether or not they're going to be able to hit it or not if he can – um, fooled him with the off-speed, so I think him being his best pitch, being off-speed to change up, it's not going to affect him too much. Okay, we got a seven, we got a seven seven two call on the air. I think that might be a, a Giants blogger. Uh, I don't think it's a, a Kendrick Thomas. So it's a Giants blogger. Hold on, we'll get to that uh, segment after. It might be one of our Giants bloggers. So we'll keep you on hold just for a few minutes. Uh, we'll get you on the show right after this uh, segment is done. Okay, uh, Steve. Uh, no, I just wanted to ask you guys, all of you, um, Santana, like, we know, of course, that he's going to have a, an impact on his team pitching-wise, but mentally, how does this mentally impact the Mets? Because, uh, obviously, I think this helps a lot in easing the pain of the collapse of last year. So we'll start with James here. James? I think it's going to help him tremendously because, don't forget, besides Pedro and the Mets are still kind of young because they have... John Mayne, Oliver Perez, he can definitely help them out and make them two better. And it's just it's just going to be more focused that if if um, Johan doesn't win, then you have a guy like Pedro or El Duque to come after that. So it's not going to be a must-win situation because you still have play, uh, pitches that can go to another, another team and be a number one any night to come and fill in your second and third holes. Okay, and uh, going to Matt, what's your opinion of uh, Johan Santana's mental impact on this team that suffered a collapse in the hands of the Phillies last year. 
obviously this was a collapse way out of there and back in the minds of Mets fans. It's almost like Christmas Day yeah. <laughs> with this. Uh, you know, the way it looks like, this is probably one of the best things that could happen. Like I said, Rick Peterson, Brian Schneider, he's going to help. Santana and Pedro are going to help the young guys through this, and Santana's going to learn from Pedro, too. That's what I think. Okay, Mark, what's the mental impact going to be in the New York Mets here? Well, of course, just as many of the fans who are very excited, of course, one of the people on the segment, I remember who was, said he's still on the floor, he was so happy, and uh, the Mets players are going to be the same way. They know how good this guy is, and they're just going to be extremely enthused that this guy is sitting on the bench with us. Okay, guys, once again, I got to thank you so much for coming on, sharing your insight. Of course, that's uh, Matt from Cemetery Cliche, Mark from Sports Heaven, and uh, James from Torn Apart Show. Check out all their shows, all great uh, Blog Talk Radio great sports shows. shows. Great great show. out, guys, thanks so much, guys. Thank you. See you soon, all right, guys. thank you. All thanks right. for having me. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we appreciate okay. your insight on Johan Santana. This is a huge acquisition, of course, for the New York Mets. I mean, you can't really put this into words how big this is going to be for the Mets organization. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with, uh, I believe this is Giants blogger uh, Michael Warren going to be on. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's him. We'll come back, and we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. The sports docket is not all sports. Neither is it all serious. We do get some laughs. Take sports a little bit here. We'll switch the NBA a little bit. So the season's just getting underway now. So do you think uh, we'll start with the meal this time? I think it's true or false. Will the San Antonio Spurs repeat as NBA champions? Um, you know, I'm tempted to say false because every year you can make a case why they shouldn't, but every year they seem to be the best team. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say probably. I'm, I'm going to say yes. They're pretty, they're going to repeat. Uh, my opinion is, uh, my prediction is I think they're going to have a down year and all of a sudden they're going to bring Evil and Gory on into the dressing room after everything. <laughs> They're going to peak at the right time and win it again. Which, which, I, Which they do. <laughs> Tony Which Parker I think we would all peak if she walked into our locker room, you know, guys? <laughs> Tony Parker is a lucky man. I, yeah, I agree with that. I, they're, they're my favorite team just because of that. <laughs> when you watch those games in the NBA Finals, they show more shots of Evil and Gordon <laughs> yeah, exactly. than they uh, do with actually the players. Send something to that cameraman, am I right? <laughs> the smart man, he knows what the viewers That's want right. to watch. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to the uh, sports docket here on Blog Talk Radio at 9.18 p.m. on a Thursday night in New York City. Uh, Welcome back to the show. 772 area code, I believe this is, is this Michael Warren of Giants 101 Blog? No, this is Kenneth Thomas. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hey, Kenneth, what's going on? Uh, well, the segment was a little before this, but uh, but thanks for calling in, Kenneth. What's going on? Were you on the line before? Um, yes, I called in. Oh, we apologize for that. Yes, I so, well, well, it's never too late, right? Uh, I'd like to ask your thoughts on Johan Santana coming uh, to the New York Mets. Well, I was right. Well, I just got done writing about it, actually. It's a good trade, but, I mean, he's still not done. He's got to get rid of some players in that spot. I know you guys are going to agree with this one, but Paige is an Orlando. I think 
show that who can get into the box and talk to the team. In the last two years, they've been able to dig it up here. Hello? Kendrick, you're breaking up a little. Are you on a cell phone? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you're carrying I'm sorry. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I think Kerry, you made a call back here. You're breaking up here, but. Uh, can you call back, back, back? Uh, Yeah, Kerry, call back in. I will get your uh, your Super Bowl prediction and your uh, Santana analysis. But thanks for calling in, man. Sorry we get we, we messed on the phone line there, but thanks for calling in. And again, you can call. <laughs> excuse me. And again, you can call in as well. I think I'm catching the cold of the. Uh, yeah, can you the uh, cellulitis there? Uh... Yeah, a little, a little cellulitis there, a little bit with the cell phone and the whole thing. Uh, you can call us on one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Call back into our show, Kendrick, and we'll be sure to take your comments on the air. You can also aim us during the program as usual. Although no one ever does aim us. Uh, anyway, uh, you call back the program. Again, we had a great show. Thank you everybody for listening, calling in, and participating in our program. Yeah, we got about seven minutes left. We're going to go commercial-free the rest of the time. We have a little commercial-free. We're expecting a phone call right now. From uh, one of my friends, Anthony. So uh, I think he's going to call and he just poked me on AIM. something he wants to say. Is this call going to be clean, though? What? Is this call going to be clean, though? Because always with your friends, there's always no issue about the clean. It'll be clean. It'll be clean. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to have to call in. We've got a lot today. Uh, A lot going on, of course. Um... Again, over the chat room, we got a lot going on in our chat room right now. Everybody's into it, uh, going crazy with the uh, Santana and the Giants and the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, it's hockey game tonight. There's a couple of hockey games going on. The Rangers and the Flyers. Okay, uh, Ethan, um, I got a question uh, from my cousin Josh, who's instant messaging me. He asked us, uh, okay. with the Mets having Jose Reyes, Luis Castillo, David Wright, and uh, Carlos Beltran at the top of the order, uh, is there anybody in baseball that has a better one through four than the New York Mets? Uh, tough question. It is a tough the, the question. Two, the two teams that jump out at me are the Yankees and the Phillies with their one to four, and also maybe the Red Sox. Uh, the, the, Phillies, the Phillies Rollins. have Rollins, Rollins. Victorino, Otley, oh, and Howard. I think about Rollins. Yeah, Victorino, Otley, and Howard. Yeah, that's a that's a hell that's of a, a pretty, that's a pretty strong one. And uh, he just thank God Pat Crow's gone. He says now that the Phillies have no pitching. <laughs> so That's what have Brad Lidge. They have Brad Lidge. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll see about Lidge. We'll see uh, the, uh, the starting pitching. The starting pitching. Uh, right, we have right. a call. Right now. We do have a call right now on the line. I think it's a Skype call. Uh, what's your great call from the sports doctor? What's going on? Hello. Hello. Yeah. You have all your radio in the back. Hello. Who is this? Uh, yeah, this is Anthony. Hey, what's up, what's going on? What's hanging, uh, guys? Um, I just want to say that um, those four guys that came in before that were talking about the Giants, yeah. uh, one of the guys said that um, he's a total Giants fan, but he thinks the Pats going to win. I, uh, I actually think 110% that that's going to happen because, um, like you said, the Giants, they, you, got, you got kids on the team. You got kids on the team. And uh, the Pats, you got veterans like on the uh, – the Giants game against the uh, the Packers. You saw that um, Tynes he um, he missed the I think it was the 18 yard kick. Yeah, it was a short because kick. The, yeah, because uh, the coach was uh, yelling at him, and you know it looked like he missed it. Just you know, kind of flicked the uh, flicked the bird at the coach. Can I just and ask then, you something? Can I ask you sure, something? Sure. 
do you think uh, that there was any factor that it, it was negative five degrees outside? Well, yeah, it could have been a, um, it could have been that, but I also I think it was a, a bad snap too. You know, that could have been an effect or anything like that. But still, before that, uh, after he walked off the field, the coach was yelling at him. He just turned to his face. It was kind of like, you know, screw you, buddy. That's you. <laughs> yeah, well, Coughlin will get mad. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. But you know, he redeemed himself. That was a nice set of Coughlin that we haven't seen, that we're starting to see now. There's a nice set of Coughlin that we're starting to see. You know, he's uh. He's been more laid back lately. He's been more relaxed with his team. I mean, obviously during the game, he gets really into it. His face gets red. He's showing Green Bay. But there's a, there's a, a lax side of coffee that we, we have seen. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, like that guy said, yeah, they're, they're just kids on the team. They really don't they, they don't give a, a crap, really. you got the, <laughs> the veterans on the other uh, pats. Uh, yeah, the pats, um, they'll give 110%. They'll, they'll probably come out on Well, I think the Giants will give 100, uh, 110%. But, uh, you know, I think the Giants' youth has played very well this year. I don't think that's really been a problem for them. But uh, you are right. The Patriots, I think what you mean, they're more experienced in the postseason, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They've won three Super Bowls, and they have, you know, the best coach in the playoffs of all time, Bill Belichick. Although yeah, it pains me to say that. I really hate that guy with a passion. With a heavy passion, yeah. I mean, it's hard to hate somebody that you don't know, but he's one guy that I really despise. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Okay, Andrew, thanks so much for the call, man. Thanks for the call, man. No problem, buddy. Yeah, the guys have a great stuff from Anthony there. Uh, sound like a regular WSAN caller. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it's anyway, yes, it's been insane. Uh, you called your program. got four minutes to go before we uh, say it's over. Um, this has been an interesting show tonight. I think a very good show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. has been a lot of fun. Home. A lot of fun. Uh, next week, we're going to have another docket for you. Uh, by the way, our scheduling changed. We had moved shows to Thursday night for only one reason, and that's not to compete with our great buddies over at Sports Heaven. So we have moved our shows to Thursday night. What's the comment? Yeah, it can be every Thursday now, 8 p.m. Don't miss anything. Every miss Thursday night, unless they're otherwise told. But it's going to be every Thursday night. So be sure to check us out over at Blog Talk Radio. But not sure next week we're going to have a 90-minute edition, but we are going to have uh, at least a one-hour show next week. So be sure to... Check it out. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, fun show tonight. Yeah, of course, uh, one final good luck to the Giants this Sunday. I hope they really, I really hope they win. Hope they play a good game. Same here. I think they will. I think they will. You know Even what? My uh, Buffalo Wings on the couch. Maybe a, the couch, uh, another Waffle yeah. Bowl. Miss a little Al Michaels and John Madden, you know? Uh, no, it's not. It's probably going to be Joe Buck. Joe it's Buck? On it's on Fox, right? Well, it should be uh, it should be Al Michaels and John Madden. They do it every year. I don't know. I'm not just, sure, it, man. I, I I no. I think they can't give Joe Buck the World Series. I have enough with this guy already. I want I want Al Michaels and John Madden. I want. Yeah, you're the best team. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I like yeah. uh, also another guy. I like I like Jim Nance. I think yeah, he does a well, good job calling the games. So. Yeah, you, I, you I, I like all right. the guys on CBS. Yeah, there's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Uh. So, of course, you're going to listen to another combination of uh, the guy who has a bias against New York and the quarterback who played for Dallas. So, anyway, it's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, everything's going to be. Of course, you have a whole media frenzy on starting at 12 o'clock noon on Sunday, leading up to the game. You have your uh, Super Bowl of poker. A lot of stuff going on. Of course, the big thing is 
the Lombardi Trophy that's awaiting either the Giants or the Patriots in Arizona. So, yeah, the Lombardi uh, Trophy, that's uh, what the whole season is about. That's what training camp is about, and that's uh, what both teams will, uh, you know, fight uh, fight as hard as they can. They will uh, sweat until uh, they can't anymore. They will fight until they uh, basically uh, die. <laughs> I mean, uh, and they get back to the Pro Bowl next week. How about that? This How about the Pro Bowl? This is what football is about right here. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, Sunday. This is going to be great. I mean, uh, be, uh, everybody in America is going to watch it. Unbelievable spectacle. Really good. Yeah, 19. All the whole thing's giving a closing out. Well, uh, unfortunately, like everything, all good things have to come to an end. So does the sports yeah. socket. Thanks yeah. for all the people who listened, all the people who called. Thanks and, to Tom Matt. Uh, hopefully Thanks next week. Thanks to uh, uh, Lost Talk Radio.